Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. I'm Art Aldridge, and this week in production, it's The Best Laid Plans, Part 2. This week in production is produced by Art Aldrich. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are undoubtedly his own. You can reach Art at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. This is Don McGee. To book me for voiceovers, please call 908-451-6760. Thanks. During the recording of this week's episode, I was using Mimo Live and Zoom ISO with a Zoom meeting to have two-way video and audio to have the conversation with my guest, Lulita. I was running a beta of both Mimo Live and Zoom ISO, and Zoom ISO was used to separate the audio and video from the Zoom meeting and let me bring it into Zoom as camera sources. It looks like there's an error in the frame rate recording on my side of the conversation. So please bear with the choppy audio in some places as I work to figure out the problem for next time. Thank you. Joining me this week is our regular guest, my friend and co-worker, Mr. Lou Lita. Lou, welcome. Thank you, Art. Good to be back here. So you were all banged up and uh, on death's door. And how are you now, Lou? Uh, at this moment, I'm recovering from a nice nap, but I am a lot better than I was two weeks ago today when things started to devolve rapidly. But you're doing better. Oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm 100%. I'm probably 90. I still feel a little fatigue. It was pretty bleak for a couple of days, and I was shut down for about four or five days, as you know, because I couldn't do my job. Um, but I'm I was slowly... well aware. Oh, yeah, I was well aware. You were the first to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely back. I'm working. I'm I'm taking it easy. I I didn't do anything crazy over the Fourth of July. Just kind of relaxed and been uh, laying low. I'm, you know, back enjoying the doctor. Once I will. Again. I will give you a uh, a toast. Cheers to your health. Thank you very much. Good to be back. And uh, every day is a little bit better. Aftermath of your sickness uh, hasn't really fully been impacted yet. We haven't, you know, reviewed uh, all the footage. The, um, you know, the edit's been done. The the client's happy. I think the client, you know, um, got what they needed to get, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't done the deep dive to... To really notice the uh, impact of No Lulita. Uh, it's a big, you know, it's a big impact. You've been doing this event with me since the beginning. And mm-hmm. uh, you know the drill. You know the ropes. And while we have a very um, talented crew and they're very flexible, I couldn't have couldn't have done it without uh, Christian and John, uh, you know, sort of stepping up and, and staying longer and, and doing extra duties you know, they were a little bit out of place. Right. And that is what I probably, I mean, obviously I felt bad. I felt awful being sick, but I felt awful for putting you and putting others uh, in the position I did, meaning them having to 
you know, do double duty or, or take on some responsibilities that maybe they didn't uh, normally expect to do or want to do. Um, and, you know, I enjoy the job. I, I love this week. It's always a lot of fun. We work hard. We shoot a ton of video. Uh, it's an exciting event. You know, we enjoy ourselves after each day. And, um, you know, it's it's like a band of brothers. So it, it, it was very disappointing to me to let you and the crew down and not be there. I mean, obviously, I feel like everybody understands. I mean, nobody plans to be sick. We've all been sick. Um, this was a little different, like having to, you know, not not show up for the job for four days when that's never really happened before. Let's go back to the beginning. You drove down on Sunday from uh, Boston area and uh, we rendezvoused at the compound, the, the course at the trailer. And we had to mm-hmm. do our, basically our load in and set up. And, and yep. let's just say that set you bring gear. a fair amount, of, you know, your gear. Yep. Cameras, lenses, tripods, gimbals. Yep. We're doing our load in. And uh, we're interfacing with our client producer and um, everything, you know, is going normal, right? Sunday is normal. We're in a small trailer. Uh, it is confined. It's a tight, tight oh, very space. Confined. So Monday, we come in early. We, you know, do our prep, do our setup, do our, our B-roll and our basic shooting, you know, you know, what happened then on Monday? Like, Well, uh, let me backpedal a little bit. Um, the last two months for me have been very stressful. You know, I, I lost my dad two months ago um, after a long sickness. And then uh, we were on the road quite a bit together. We were on a multi-trip uh, uh, that included Texas and Las Vegas and Denver. And then I think there was something else in there. And then I came back, I had a funeral to uh, obviously attend. And um, and then I had a massive job that took me all over New England that I ended up hiring uh, Christian, you know, one of our uh, featured people on this cast. And he and I were going nonstop for a couple of weeks. And then he was kind of doing his own thing. And then I was still doing my thing. And it, it literally went right up to the weekend of the golf event. And then I, I remember telling myself I really could use about three days right now before this event because there was just no let up, no time. Um, but I knew that wasn't possible. And I just went into what I call the warrior mode. It's like just we're going to grind through this. We'll get it done. And then if I can get through the end of that event, I've got a little bit of time off. Which is standard operating procedure for most of us. Yeah. I mean, this is go- nothing new. It's just, you know, there was yeah. the obviously the the personal um ramifications of losing my dad and, and just absolutely yeah the to, emotion the know. emotional toll was an extra additive uh onto what normally is your you know it's just you know you've gone through it you know you lost your dad a few years ago and um you know it's i saw my mom and there's just all that concern and so it just the, the mental emotional physical draining it was just mind-blowing and and you know i it's like this is not abnormal other than you know (laughs) the emotional part so i remember monday you know feeling good all right we're set up we're doing our job this is our this is our time to shine and i remember we were together that night monday night and you got a call and i think well you were you're the one that received the call (laughs) and uh i seem to remember you taking it you know calmly but all right everybody strap in and uh, we've been exposed to someone that had COVID and, you know, I remember going, Nope, 
I'm in my mind. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm exhausted, but nope, this is not happening. We're just going to pretend uh, we're going to rise above this and will it not to be. So that was my mantra. And frankly, I didn't give it another thought. Um, and, you know, I think the rest of us felt the same. We didn't really talk about it. You just said, all right, let's just go about our business and we'll figure it out. No one was feeling ill uh, really at that point, you know. Mm -mm. So so anyways, uh, Tuesday was, you know, it was a busy day. I think that was the a pro-am. So we were there early. You were there even earlier doing uh, sunrise uh, time lapses and drones and you know, I got to sleep until like maybe 5.30. So that was <laughs> a late, a late morning. You know, it was fine Tuesday. It was Wednesday. I, I knew something was off because everything felt particularly arduous to me. Like the cameras just didn't feel like they were working. I, I felt like I was just off. Like it just, everything seemed like a struggle. You know, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I had noticed that you were particularly agitated with the gear and the setup and it was not not your normal cheerful Lulita. i was ornery and i didn't really want to lead on but i was having a hard time hiding the fact that i was very frustrated and granted i i have a you know and uh, picked up some new gear that i'm not as familiar with and as we all know when we use a piece of equipment for months and years it's just like part of a it's like another appendage but I was just struggling, you know, uh, everything was just off. And then I started to feel a little groggy and a little uh, congested. And um, I just like, oh, I have a funny feeling something's happening. And by the end of the day, um, I feel like I was just faking, faking my way to get to the end. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get get through this day. I'm going to go to bed early um, and then get up and everything's going to be just fine. But by the time we got back to the hotel that night, I feel like it wasn't going to go that way, you know. So I actually tested myself, and it was negative. I'm like, all right, just cold or congestion or um, maybe an allergy. So I didn't even say anything about it. And then the next morning, I knew it was happening. I got up, I tested instantly. It was negative, two lines. I mean, positive. I was positive for COVID. So I'm like, uh oh. So I immediately called you at like 5.15 or 5.30 in the morning and you said, all right, just stay in bed, rest and try to get through and, and be ready for the weekend. So that was my thinking. Just the fact that, you know, we're short a shooter was, you know, one part of the equation. There were lots of logistical pieces, as you mentioned. Um, we were using your car as crew transport. Um, it just so mm -hmm. happened that the week before this event, my wife had an accident with our car and a car that I might have taken down to this event was no longer available to me. So I drove right. the production van down knowing that I was going to have a crew transport handled by your minivan and by a rental car. So some of these logistics were, okay, you're now sick. We don't have access to, I mean, we could have used your van, but you know, probably wasn't uh, something that everyone would be uh, keen to jump into right of course they everyone had been in it for the prior three days we but, we you know, had I, been I we had been on we, top yeah. of each other literally <laughs> on top of days. each other oh, for four the, days you know sunday through wednesday yeah for the four days and i was even feeling a little like sore kind of burning throat a little bit and i had tested as well negative 
Um, but it does sort of remind me back when we were, it was in May and we were doing a job in Boston um, that you actually, you know, were supposed to be on and then because of your dad, you backed out of that job. Right. But Tom had COVID and passed it to me, I believe, though I never tested positive. And then that ran into the, you know, the two week and a half shoot from heck that you were part of. Um, right. And That's, so, I remember you were in Dallas and you, you, you know, were able to, you know, take one for the team, get to Dallas and immediately check yourself into a room and, and lock yourself in and rest, which was sort of my, my model to go by. I'm like, all right, this is kind of what art went through. So I will do the same. And I know, you know, you understood. So I, I think it was still clear in your mind how that played out. Yeah. And, and so just, you know, all these logistics and then, you know, the first thing I, you know, needed to do is make sure that the guys that I had there, um, I could see if they could stay. And of course they were absolutely, you know, um, enthusiastic to help wherever they could. And, um, you know, I went up extending, uh, both John and Christian a number of days, uh, Tom had to jump in, do some extra shooting. I had to do some extra shooting. Everyone basically pulled up the slack and, and that's, you know, one of the great things about working with the group of guys that we, that we work with is that everyone can flex. Everyone has multiple, uh, mm -hmm. hats that they wear. And so that part of it, you know, was great. And then there's just the frustration factor. I mean, obviously when you don't feel well, you don't really feel like doing much, but you know, it quickly, I quickly realized this is, this was going to be because uh, I went and got tested and, and, you know, they more or less told me, um, you know, we're just treating this like a flu or cold. You need to rest, you need to hydrate, you know, take Advil, a leave and just ride it out. I'm like, all right, there's nothing really I could do, but I, I get bored very easily. I have to be in motion. I have to be productive. I have to be doing something, I, you know, that I like. Otherwise I get, I don't, I don't do nothing well, if that, you know, you know, the word nothing meaning sitting around. I don't sit still even when I'm sitting yeah. still. So. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. So I ended up deciding, you know, obviously my body needed rest. So this was kind of a forced way to get that rest. So I did get the rest, but when I was awake, um, I ended up watching a lot of tutorial videos and YouTube videos and some some things I had been on my list, so I did try to take advantage. That made me feel a little did, bit did better. Did you learn anything? Yeah, I learned how to shoot video. Uh, I learned about white balance. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was always wondering what WB stood for. All right. Well, at least and you made Warner good Brothers, use of your time. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of caught up on technology. Um, you know, and I watched a couple of Netflix shows, but I, I, I found myself incredibly bored incredibly quickly and getting very tired of um hotel food although it was a very nice hotel to be stuck in i was going to bring this uh little anecdote where you know all the crew was booked in this very very nice hotel called the archer and we were there from sunday until friday morning we were supposed to check out and move to a uh, less convenient hotel not as nice uh, by the way because the hotel was completely sold out for a wedding, even before the event book got to, um, you know, book our rooms for this event. So we were moving out on Friday morning. Now, Thursday, we, you and I both knew that 
something had to be figured out because you were in no position on Thursday to get out of bed. No, I was, I was Thursday uh, was and Friday were rough. Um, I, I, I kind of came back to life on Saturday, but I really was trying to muster up the energy to prepare myself to leave on Friday. But the issue was, even if I did leave, where was I going to go? And could I go check in, you know, at, yeah. at noon? And if I couldn't, uh, you know, yeah. I, was I going to curl up in the back of my van for yeah, four you, hours? You, that that would have been miserable. So yeah, I had to bad. call. I had to call the event person for um, the the client, and that person. I have unfortunately, I have a reputation of being a pain in the butt with requests because when when I need certain things and they're not there or I can't access them or inevitably something is not the way I need to be to do my job. I call this person and she's very nice, but she's like, now what do you want? Yes. Yes. But not a fixer in the sense that she's gaining from my needing fixing. I'm just giving her more work to do. So it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, of hate relationship and I need her I appreciate her, and when I call her, she knows that you know something's, <laughs> yep, something's not right. And so she was obviously aware that there was a COVID outbreak from the client side. The patient right. girl was the client because he was stuck there as well. Yeah, he was stuck there as well, and so she she was basically able to um, do some juggling. You were able to stay, which I really felt good about. I was like, oh, I yeah. don't want to have to tell you that you have to get back. Yeah, I, and I out. was like, I just sort of again willed things to be. All right, I'm just going to go back to sleep and hope that nobody comes knocking on my door. Um, and I did have an end room all the way at the end of the hallway, so it was very quiet. Um, and it was, you know, it was very comfortable, but it was, uh, you know, very antsy, very very antsy. And then yeah. again, I, I felt bad for. The, the crew because I, I just wasn't able to do my job and that's not a good feeling right and i know that you were hopeful to come back i was hopeful that you were going to be able to come back i was in my mind thinking okay by sunday because by, by i think it was after you got some medicine and i think friday you know afternoon you started to feel better yep. you were doing a little yep. exercising around the hotel so I was like, okay, yep. maybe... It was really Saturday. Saturday, I felt great. I felt, yeah. man, I took a three mile walk. It was warm outside. I, I grabbed some food. I was masked up. I hadn't worn a mask in a while. Um, so I'm like, all right, Friday, uh, Sunday will be good. You know, you, I told you, said, you know, ride out Saturday and then right. we'll, we'll expect right. it. So, Sunday, so, so. We, we were hopeful to get you back Saturday. I did have to have a conversation with the crew about, you know, how everyone's you know, tolerance would be for, you know, you coming back and whether you would be still positive or be able to transmit the disease. And I think regardless of whether I was comfortable or not, um, the rest of the crew was not comfortable unless you were testing negative. Yeah, understandable. Nobody nobody wants this. I mean, regardless of, of the level of it. Everyone else has stuff to do. I mean, everybody does. And so no one wants to be laid up for a few days with COVID at the, at the least. And, you know, some people get it really bad. So uh, that was the plan. I called you and said, look, you know, get up Sunday morning, take your test. 
if you're negative, um, come to the set. We'll try to isolate you a little bit. And, you know, mostly you're going to be outside by yourself anyway. So it won't right. really be too, too hard to do. But if you're positive, then just stay home or stay at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll figure out how to wrap you up because Sunday is our, our wrap out, our tear down and load out. And yep. as as I alluded to uh, earlier, you had a fair amount of kit spread out in the equipment trailer. Parts, and pieces, it's, batteries, it's, it's, chargers. It's, yeah, it's little pieces, and you have a specific way you load them, just like I do. Yep. And, you know, no one can pack my kit up. Like, nobody can. Nope. It has to be done the way I need it done, because I know where everything belongs. If someone leaves a plate on something that doesn't go with my kit and then I can't it's a train oh no, I I've done it to you and then had to remember where I put it you know <laughs> only only minutes earlier right right that's that's you know? so so I knew that you had to I mean we probably if, you know worst case scenario you were had to go home back to Massachusetts like we could have put the stuff into a sack you know brought yeah, it to you right yeah, exactly. But again, like those are the kind of things that's where my OCD kicks in. I just yeah. I didn't want anyone to have to figure that out. And then it gets mixed in with yeah. your stuff. And we all know you have a lot of things. Yes. And I, I feel like I'm I'm heading towards your parts and pieces and bits. <laughs> You're and, getting sucked to the uh, yeah. jet stream. <laughs> yeah. It's like the little nuggets and, you know, plates and Oh, just I don't know. I'm. I, sometimes I question why. You know, there's a lot of questioning going on at, yes. at all fronts yes. on this four day yes. uh, excursion. So, so you didn't make it back to the event, and then nope. and we actually had a had a doozy of a finish because typically, you know, in golf, the leader who we're covering, you know, to wrap up the cap video, you know, we're not covering the tournament, but the tournament is part of the story of the week for the client right so we have to cover the finish and the champion and all that stuff and typically in golf the leader is in the last group to play and they're the last ones to finish and that started off sunday morning in that scenario but then the lead switched multiple times it was a weather stoppage we didn't know if we were going to finish we didn't know if we were going to make it inside the broadcast window there's so many Things going on, and then there were maybe five golfers in five different groups finishing at five different times. That could be the champion. So, right? Oh, I was watching. I was watching it, yeah. and I was knowing Being, what I where I would be or what needed to be done. And I was part of a text thread with some questions, and I'm like, oh, I just I, I want to be there right now. <laughs> yeah, we we had to do a little extra scrambling and. You know, it was not ideal. You're probably better off having missed that one. Yeah, uh, but it, not... I'd, I'd rather be missing it for other reasons than the reasons. Yeah, I no, understood. Understood. It, it was a bear, but we we did get through it. We got the video finished. The client approved everything, and and then we did the loadout. And I said to you, listen, you know, just hang tight. When we're done, we'll basically call you with a half hour's notice. You come out. You'll have the trailer to yourself, and and you know we. Yep. See, Waved two ships passing the yep. night. Um, hey you know, guys, hope it went glad, well. Whether you were feeling better, you know, also uh, said that we couldn't have finished the week as we did. 
I know. It just was, I, at that point, I just wanted this whole thing in the rearview mirror. In fact, it's just every day, it's just a little more of a distant blur other than, you know, re- recapping it right now. Here, here's part of the conversation that we had later after yep. the event ended. Um, but I had been thinking about it, and I'm sure you had been thinking about it. But honestly, I've never heard anyone really discuss this, which is how to handle uh, a, a situation where, you know, you've hired someone, they've showed up, and then they get sick, and they can't work. And, like, how is that handled? And and obviously, if it was an employee employer scenario, you know, you're paid for your week and you get sick time, sick time and things like that. But that's not how we operate as freelancers. And right. you said to me, you said, listen, you know, here's my invoice, but you know, if you have to comp back, you know, uh, money for my sickness or whatever, then, you know, don't, don't worry about me. And I said, no, like, I don't think there's going to be a problem. My intention is to, you know, to pay you. But I don't really know if that is industry standard or not. I don't know how that I, works. I, I don't, I don't either. And I, you know, again, could I have just gone home? You know, theoretically I could have, I mean, I don't think I could have the first couple of days. I just don't think I would have had the, the, I don't think it would have been smart for me to drive. Uh, you know, it was a four hour drive, four and a half hour drive home, but I, I mean, I could barely get out of bed and stand up for, you know, 20 minutes and I right. just don't, didn't want to put, so, I mean, I guess if I could have done that, all right, I go home and, you know, you replace me or whatever. We just pretend I wasn't there to begin with, but I, I couldn't do that. I guess the saving grace in this whole scenario is I wasn't a plane ride away, which would have made it's, it even more complicated. Yeah, that, that was but, good. And, and, and the, you know, one of the factors, and this is, you know, always a factor is what is the relationship between the contractor and the contractee now we have a very good relationship we're you know co-workers mm-hmm. we're friends long time a lot of yep. water um you know has flowed between us and oh a lot um, of so, <laughs> and so that definitely was a factor on my decision where i was not certainly looking to hang you out to dry in any in any way nor you to me no i mean i you know i love working for you and you've been one of the the greatest guys i've ever worked for and more than fair to not only me but everybody and you know there's there's been a lot i've learned from how you handle situations and how calmly you handle them which is quite admirable and i think most of the crew would agree with me on that so you know, I always want to do the right thing, especially for a good guy who takes care of his crew. I mean, you know, if you were some guy that abused me on a regular basis, I'd be like, yeah, too bad. You know, deal with it. I came here healthy and, you know, now I'm sick. And so I do like, OK, let's say that I was an ad agency and we hadn't worked together and you're sick. You can't come to work now. I have to replace you, have to pay another person to do your job. Mm. I'm just, and I'm I'm asking. I don't know the answer to this. What happens there? I I don't know. I mean, do I find a replacement? You know, but again, this is a very specific job using specific gear. I, again, is it? It's not that advanced where you probably couldn't have found somebody. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I, you, could, you could have replaced me and I could have grabbed my stuff and gone home, I'm off the clock. And now the next person's on. I, I guess we could have gone that way. You know, it's a little trickier than that for many reasons. But I actually would put this question out to the audience. I know the audience doesn't always interact. I get occasional emails, which I enjoy. Um, but mm -hmm. I would love to hear if anyone in the audience has experienced this has something they would share or add to this conversation, send an email thisweekinproduction at email.com and just let me know how it worked out for you in a similar situation because I honestly don't know if there's a standard for it or not. I know if there's a contract, it might be different. You know, this is a very loose, you know, relationship in the sense of we're not very formal with paperwork. Right. Um, and right. I think now is there a production insurance you can get? That's is a there good production question. insurance to cover these things? Maybe, maybe. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's some policy yeah. that covers, you know, replacement people. I mean, it would be like this is a scenario where okay, the client affected the crew. So I think we had that going in our favor, if you will. Like, right. It would be one thing if you were um, out at a bar after work and then you punch your hand through a, a window in, in a drunken <laughs> right. rage and then you couldn't work. Right. That would be right. different. And yeah. not that that's ever happened on my watch. Not that you're aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel like this event is and I don't get along so well. There's been I got blisters. I had splinters. And now I've had. COVID. Yeah, well, and it's and it's put me out of commission a little bit. This one being right. the worst. We had the conversation. I I don't expect any issue uh, with my client, and um, you know I'm I'm not expecting even to have to discuss this again, except on the podcast. If you know some people chime in about yeah, their no, I am I am curious. I would love to hear other people's uh, experiences with this and how it was dealt with. I'm not trying to speak for you, but I know if I were in your position. And something messed up where the job didn't go right because I was missing, right? That would be terrible, right? Like that was yeah, not the I, case. Yeah, that would be really bad, right? You know, and you know, and I actually at some point wondered if you were going to bring someone else in to replace me. Um, but I know everyone there; it was more than capable. It just meant double duty it meant maybe a little more of a demanding day uh, you know and again some people stayed a couple extra days who wouldn't have been there so it was kind of like having uh, like built-in replacements right but you know it's also the role i've had for the last eight years so i know the drill i know how how these events go i know the flow at the end when they crown the champion and the trophy presentation and what has to happen and jockeying for position with the other media, and, you know, things like that, that, and again, I watched the finished video and it, and it looked great. So I, again, would have it looked different? I guess. I mean, I would have, may have shot it in a certain way, but um, you know, we can't do it both ways. Right. And you know, you you mentioned something about this being, you know, cursed event a little bit and, um, you know, we did have a media day planned originally for this event. Right. Um, there was a few weeks ahead of the event. And then they told me at one point, no, we don't need any production services. And then, of course, at the last minute, they did a 180 and said, yes, we need 
all these production services on media day. And I, of course I released everybody from the hold and I couldn't get, you guys were, you know, busy. Um, yep. Like everybody was working. So I had to bring in um, fresh blood, fresh meat into the mix. And on the eve of media day, the client calls me and says the uh, PJ has canceled the event due to a flu outbreak at the course. And they basically just said, we don't know if it'll be rescheduled or not. And when I later explained to the uh, client producer that it's a hundred percent kill fee. And they said, what's a kill fee. I had a very awkward conversation to follow mm. where mm. Yeah. You know, he was not aware, even though the person before him in that position, you know, was aware, I guess, you know, that is not, you know, passed along. And, and I really should probably put that documentation into my uh, quotes on the bottom as a footer or something. Yeah, probably. Cause not everybody understands that. And, you know, the freelance world is not, a, a, you know, if you don't work in that world, you don't understand the, my relationship with the client is a little less formal. We don't always have paper trail for everything. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. So after that whole experience, they were sort of educated to the way that production people operate with kill fees and, and penalties and things like that. And so that's it's just another, you know, little chip on the armor of this event because it this year was just mm you know, a bear in many ways. Yep, it was. It just, it was a perfect storm of, of all kinds of issues, weather and health and yeah. it's on, it's off, it's on again. You Shut know, up, so sit down. Just, yeah, yeah, it goes back to that always. Well, Lou, I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'm glad that uh, we all recovered from that job without any scars. Too, too serious. Uh, I do raise my glass to you, offer you cheers. Uh, yeah, again. one last little sip in there. To good health. and uh, Yes, to you, and thanks for uh, all your support. And then we'll, uh, we'll see if um, we get any more feedback on this. Perhaps we'll have one more conversation on This Week in Production about this. I will ask you, though, to come back on another episode, and I want to hear about the the six or so weeks of hell leading up to my oh, yeah. event they, that had you on the of... road. I think it was like a hundred commercial you shot or something. Uh, we had to shoot uh, 16 or 17 car dealers, uh, two man crew, three states, Maine, New Hampshire, Mass, uh, dealt with weather, dealt with uh, drone issues. I may want to loop uh, Christian in on this, you know, and, I my my uh, reason to not become a drone operator was validated on on that job. I have a very good uh, ability to, you know, purge all these things from my mind and move forward. But you know, asked to to bring them back and recount them, I can I can do that. We'll we'll get some therapy sessions going, and we'll we'll bring those stories uh, to to everybody on a future episode of TWIP. Uh, but for now, I'm Art Aldridge, Lou Lita. I'm Lou Lita. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.